Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. And why is it special? Well, because my gorgeous son, Leo, is co-hosting with me. He was at home when I had this interview and I was telling him about it. And he instantly, as they do, Googled him, looked him up and said, hmm, this guy looks interesting. I have questions. And I said, well, join us, come and interview him, ask your questions. And it was wonderful. Um, the person I'm interviewing today is Neo and his company organization is called Neo Positivity and he is an advocate of the law of attraction of being positive on of really practical ways of changing mindset of generating positive thought patterns and he goes about it in a very practical straightforward way which actually really appealed to Leo and I think is really wonderful. He's doing some fantastic work. He's a fascinating guy. So let's get into it. I hope you really enjoy today's episode. So welcome, um, Neo. Neo Positivity, all the way from America. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You're so welcome. So it's, it's extra special. Not only do I have you, but I also have my son, Leo's joining in the conversation because we're, because he's home at the moment, which he hasn't always. And because when I was saying that I had this conversation, he instantly looked you up and he's like, this guy looks interesting. I've got questions. So here we are. This is, this is going to be great. So Neo, introduce yourself a little bit more. Tell us who you are, what you do. And um, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, my name is Neo. I have a, a website called neopositivity.com where we primarily focus on 
that voice that tells you you can't and you won't, you know, how dare you dream that big, you know, how often that voice is attacking you throughout the day and why it's doing what it's doing. And um, yeah, the law of attraction mixed with trying to eliminate that voice, you know, has done really, really good by me. I've been able to retire and I got my pilot's license and the Super Bowl ring and, you know, all kinds of different Basically, anything I point at when I use this formula, it works. And since it's been working, I've just traveled the country, you know, showing some people how I do what I do. Meanwhile, learning from others. And that's the path that I've been on for the past 14 years. Now I throw law of attraction summits, you know, so I can get a bunch of people exchanging ideas and uh, just learning, just learning and using, you know, what I learned to get more stuff to enjoy this life, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I understand, uh, Neil, that you before this were a police officer operating in Kansas. Is that correct? Camden City, New Jersey. Yes. Camden. Oh, Camden City, New Jersey. My bad. Okay. Well, either way, um, I'm just curious as to how somebody who works in that line of work, which I can imagine is uh, quite vicious at times, ends up moving into something so oriented with well-being and positivity. Uh, you know when generally policing is seen as quite a grim experience uh well you're right about grim (laughs) uh Mm. vicious i I wouldn't say vicious but i I just think of it like this and for anyone who's looking for their career what they're meant to do in life i would try to look at it kind of like this i wasn't meant to be doing that um my two favorite things growing up to do were karate you know i was uh, i've been in martial arts uh most of my life and um, football. I'm obsessed with football. And, you know, so chasing people, tackling them and then fighting with them sounds like it would be perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so literally my dad was a cop. My sister was a dispatcher. A bunch of my cousins are cops. Um, it was just a family thing. And when football didn't work out for me, I took the police test and there I was. And I was great at it. I was really, really great at it. But there was this part of me that was like a kindergarten counselor my whole life. I've always been that person people uh, confided in and told their secrets to. And I was always really good at giving advice. And I didn't know how, you know, when I was in high school, I hadn't been through any relationships, marriage or anything like that. So I don't know how I was good at giving that good advice, but I knew that I was good at it. I knew it felt good when I did it. So I knew that's what I was meant to be doing. So after I saw the movie, The Secret, that's when I said, you know what? They're teaching me how to get what I want out of life. I know I love being a cop, but it's not 100% for me. Plus, there was 80,000 citizens in the city of Camden. I wanted to help the world. Mm-hmm. That's a small little chunk of the world. I'm not, I can't sit in that one spot and just help them. And it just felt like I needed a change. And, and that's what happened. You know, one thing led to another I ended up with the movie, The Secret, and coming up with my own mental exercises and just getting really, really good at, how do you say, uh, wielding, uh, you know, the the molecules around me. (laughs) Your energy, you're an energy worker, essentially. I mean, that's what my podcast does. You know, half my podcasts or most of them are, are meditations. But these conversations that I have are always with people who work with energy. This is the this is what I find so interesting. And and one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk to you is that I found that in my 
meditations, you know, and I've done 70 odds. So, you know, sort of covered all sorts of different um, aspects of, of life and so on. But the one that is always at the top of the charts in terms of listenership, because people go back and they listen to old ones and repeat, I'm sure the number one is the manifestation meditation. And, and it is one that I've used the Abraham Hicks technique of that time, that 30, um, 17 seconds, time and then the 68 seconds time to just like really focus in on the meditation on, on your manifestation you're gonna have to teach me that one real quick how fast can you teach me that <laughs> well there's a there's a podcast yeah. right there you just go and listen to it you know yeah. all right now um, i need to see that podcast. no it is it is um you know you know who i mean by abraham hicks do yeah. you yeah of course yeah. so he is the sort of spirit guide to esther hicks who i'm mm-hmm. saying this uh, uh who has taken him there's a he's written many books the law of attraction is yeah. is, is the book i've, seen a book. I've read a bunch of them yeah. yeah yeah they're amazing and what abraham hicks says is that if you focus your attention for 17 seconds that is all that is required to begin that manifestation process. And then I don't know how many, how many times does 17 go into 68? Oh, that's quick maths. Yeah, it's quick maths. About five. Uh, 2.7. No, I'm joking. But 68 seconds, I think, I mean, I'm saying this off the top of my head and I don't entirely trust myself, but uh, I think it's 68 seconds is, is when you get used to really focusing for that 17 seconds. Then you move on to the more advanced, which is 68. Anyway, this is what I teach in the, you know, taking it straight from Abraham Hicks to give to as many people as I can. Um, so your law of attraction, your methods, if you like, of um, of manifestation. Talk me through where what your what your work is, how your how it goes for you. You know what? I haven't been able to crunch it down into anything quick mm. um but and, and i'm sure you know this as well as anyone else who's into the law of attraction it's not quick it's a total mind makeover and that's the beginning once you make your mind over as far as how you see things like for example someone cuts you off on a highway it's like maybe i wasn't meant to be at that red light that person could have just saved my life like a different perspective you have to do that for every subject that's important to you. And on top of that, you have to shift the brain muscle as far as like waking up more often because most of the day we're on autopilot. Working that muscle to wake up more often and just stop and just be, just feel and smell the roses and stuff like that. You're going to have to shift that muscle to do that more often. And then you're going to have to do things like affirmations or anything where you're playing some sort of make-believe where you're feeling that thing, that moment, that gift, that time, that occasion, you really feeling it. And that's the 17 seconds that, you know, Esther Hicks is probably talking about, Abraham Hicks is talking about really feeling it because if you're not feeling it, basically what I call it is a hollow thought. That's like the people that go, I love life. I love life. I love life. And they say it 10 times and go to sleep and they expect to be millionaires. And when they're not, they're like, this law of attraction (laughs) stuff doesn't work. Those are hollow thoughts. You're not into it. You're not feeling it. Yeah. When you have a thought, it travels down your spine and releases from your lower back in an energy wave. And it goes across the entire universe. That thought is strengthened by the emotion. If there's no emotion behind it, 
you know, how much movement is it going to do? I was actually just working on this slide on this presentation I'm doing, and I'm using a, a, one of Will Smith's quotes. It's like a paragraph, so I don't know it by heart, but basically he's like, a thought is a physical thing. And when it gets sent out, it's a physical thing being sent out into the physical world. It has no choice but to affect it. You know, and that's for the people who are like, ah, it's not real. But it's, it's a, as far as manifesting, everything I just said was a different chunk, including the Will Smith, but they're all necessary, mm-hmm. plus 50 more subjects to getting this right. But if you wanted a quick cheat code, I would say it's not going to totally shift your mentality. It'll be like more like painted over rust. But I, from the movie The Secret, I'm so happy and thankful that I, or I'm so happy and thankful for, and that is how I pretty much get anything that I just like need on the fly. Um, for example, I didn't need this on the fly, but when I first started the Law of Attraction, after seeing The Secret, I knew that I was going to have to get my mind in check. If I'm going to do these mental exercises and practice what I call them and practices that they teach you, I have to first get some kind of control of my mind. And I know in order to do that, I have to first start meditating. I have to pra- basically practice quieting the mind. You know, if you want to quiet the mind, you got to practice quieting it. And so that w- when I, you know, brain running rampant, I'm a cop in the most dangerous city in America. I got two kids, all this stuff going on. I tried meditating. And for the first 16 days, it was, it was terrible. I couldn't figure out why I couldn't stop thinking like, what is going on? It's just thought after thought. Most of them aren't good. Like what is going on? Thoughts become things. Ah. And it wasn't, I remember it was 16 days later. I said to myself, Ooh, I'm going to use that little cheat code from the movie. And I said, I'm so happy and thankful that I enjoy meditating because I hated it. (laughs) I hated it. And I said, I'm so happy and thankful that I'm good at meditating. And I kept saying that over and over again, and I've loved, meditating has been one of my favorite things to do since then. That was in 2008. And so that cheat code, I call it a cheat code, is something I would encourage anyone to use for anything. You have a meeting in a half an hour. I'm so happy and thankful that meeting went great. Notice it's past tense. You're past the meeting. You're talking about something that already happened. You know, this. that is another key element, but there's a bunch of key elements that all come together to make this work. Um, and I encourage everybody just learn, 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 learn as much as you can. I was, I'm curious to know a bit more about this film, The Secret. So obviously, I think we all come across, whether it's a film or a book, or maybe it's a talk we see that really gives a powerful shift to our thoughts. But most of the time, even if something really does hit heavily, that alone doesn't uh, act as enough to stimulate genuine, you know, full-on change the the likes of which you've actually been on and I'm wondering was it was it the film alone or was there something nagging at you already um like that muscle that you said were you already working that muscle and I guess could you also just generally more speak to what because I know you mentioned cheat codes but I'm more curious about that muscle you speak about and how what was that process of getting that muscle working again because for a lot of people that thing is just atrophied for life if you know what I mean if you let's say like this let's say if you had uh a twin that you didn't know about. Sorry, Roseanne. Um, <laughs> you don't say you had a twin that you didn't know about and you were just connected to that twin your whole life and you didn't know what you were missing. You were just yearning and you were walking down the street once and you saw them and you both just knew. I, that's what I would equate. That phrase that's written on my shirt 
I didn't have to see the movie The Secret. It was already cooking in me my entire life. As soon as I saw this phrase, I look, every shirt I wear now says dog speaking things on it. I mean, I, that's, that explains it right there. So it was already put in me in high school. I used to go out before football games and just stare at the field. You know, I'll do a 10 yard out and then I quick slant and then I'll do this. Oh, score. All right, come back. And I would just visualize. I didn't know what I was doing. I just it was just something that made me feel good when I did it. And I, and I felt like I, I should be doing it, you know, a couple hours before the game. I would just stand out there. And so, yeah, when that came, it was quick for me. As soon as I heard them, because the beginning, it's called the movie's called The Secret. And phenomenal. You don't have to watch the whole thing, just like the first half an hour, 45 minutes, because then it gets real, real repetitive. And they just keep saying thoughts become things over and over again, a bunch mm-hmm. of different people saying it. Um, but basically, you got to skip the movie, go to my website. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, that's the gist of it. I, I knew something more was to life than either random things happening or bad luck happening. And sometimes you got lucky. I, I just felt like there was a way to get lucky more often. Some people that didn't deserve it were getting lucky more often. You'd see, like, being in the police department, the cop would get shot in his arm once. And the bullet, the certain hollow points go in you and break off into particles. They hit bones and they break off into particles. They're made to do that, so they damage you more. So a cop will get shot in the shoulder once and it'll spread off into his heart and his neck and kill him. And the bad guy gets shot in his stomach, chest, and his head, and he still lives. And he's got a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank. And it's like, how is, how is this happening? So little things like that, or big things like that, um, let me know that there was more. There was a way, but I didn't, I, it felt like I had to defy the laws of physics or mm-hmm. tap into God's computer to figure out how to do this. But when I asked for the answer, when I sat back and asked for the answer, um, just like um, Rhonda Byrne, the, the, the Secret is a movie. It's also a book. The part two is called The Power. If you're going to read or watch anything, or if you're going to read anything, just get The Power. Because it's like The Secret plus, you know, what's in The Power, you know, plus the second one. But, you know, she's always talking about like visualizations, techniques, and stuff like that. And so it's 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 hard to explain, but... It's intricate and it's real. And once you learn how to shift, manipulate reality around you, I don't see why you would want to do anything else. Like I was instantly hooked. I instantly wanted to sink my teeth in immediately. And I started small. And as a matter of fact, I keep it here now. In the movie, they say to talk, to think about a feather or a butterfly whichever one you don't see that often. And I always saw butterflies. They had cocoons and they were always all over my yard, but I rarely ever saw feathers. I don't know if it was real windy where I lived or whatever, but I rarely ever saw feathers anywhere. And the next day I I went outside. Nobody saw the movie with me. Nobody knew what I was doing. And this feather, huge feather, was kind of slightly tucked into my windshield wiper. Just dangling in the wind to the point where I I had to run and stop it from flying away. And I was just like, I have a little piece of glue tack on here because I always have it tacked up above my door, my office. So I'm always seeing it, but I tend to talk about it a lot these days. So I put it on the wall right here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was it. Once I did that, 
I was just like, oh my gosh, I can do anything. Yeah. I can manipulate time and space. I can do anything. And I said, I want to retire. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was first up on my list. Uh, eight months later, um, you know, I got that. And then that's when I really felt confident. And I started, you know, doing, going for bigger things and uh, pop my pilot's license and custody of my kids and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. That is a wonderful story. That's, it's very inspiring because it just takes one little thing to just shift that mental state from what you were obviously really ready to experience and ready to like expand upon. And, you know, it was all there inside of you. And this is, you know, something that I always say that everything you need is already there inside of you. It's Mm -hmm. just a matter of dragging it out. But for you, it was very near the surface and the book and the, the movie rather just like just, blew that door off and you were good to go and it's wonderful that you're sharing it as well that because so many people just take this and just do their own work but to want to share it is the best thing you know we have that in common why would you not want to scream this from the mountaintops it's any good news I want to just scream it out loud especially this uh you mentioned excuse me you mentioned um well I wanted to mention uh mother nature uh, anything we need as people, every ingredient to heal anything that could be wrong with us is here on this earth in these plants, mm. you know, and it's the same thing, but with us people, anything we need, it's all, all the information is already in here somewhere. We just got to tap into it. I have this uh, clip on my Instagram. I took from a movie. I think it was Bruce Almighty. Have you ever seen that yeah. movie with Jim Carrey? I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big film. Um, Well, when he first told Jim Carrey, you're going to be God, I'm going on vacation. He started walking up the ladder in that big white building or whatever. And he was like, wait, wait. And he was like, what if I need you? You know, what if I need help? And and, and God basically, Morgan Freeman was like, that's the problem with you people. You keep looking up. And, you know, and it's symbolized because he was looking up at a ladder and the light was shining down on him. He was like, it's it's within. And it is. The answers are in here. Mm. I, and and that was something I knew also. I, I, could, I, I was never really good at reading. It takes me a long time to get through books. But then audio books, you know, came out. But even through all that, I somehow knew that I would get the better answers up here if I just asked questions and listened. Just ask questions and listen to the answers you get, but be able to differentiate the voices. One is the intuition or God or universe, whatever you want to call it. That's usually the very first one. The second one is usually you. And then the third, fourth, and fifth is your ego talking all of its junk. Mm -hmm. So when you see that $1,200 purse in the window and you're like, I should have that, that's intuition. (laughs) The universe wants you to have that. But then you think to yourself, mm, rent's due. You know, it's not going to break me, but that would be tough. And then the ego starts with the how dare you? Nobody, how many people you know have that bag? You know, what it would it cost? Are you going to have to get on a payment plan? What would you have to sacrifice with all of its ideas? So being able to differentiate the voice, the voices and use that to your advantage is a beautiful thing. Uh, Rhonda Byrne is the one, is the female that made the secret. Um, and the book, uh, part two, The Power, she talks about asking questions and getting answers. She'll ask, like, if she loses her keys, she'll ask, where are my keys? And she'll get the answers. Mm-hmm. If she 
one expects to get the right answer. Because you know, sometimes you ask and you're like, oh, is this going to work? I don't know. It's never worked before. It's a whole mental game. But of course, she's expecting to get the right answers. And she appreciates already having gotten previous right answers. That starts to become things manifesting in the future where she's going to get the next right answer to where her keys are. So like I said, it's a mixed formula of a bunch of different things going on. And it would behoove you to learn as much detail as you can about this maze of beautiful information. <laughs> I'm curious as to what you said there about um, the different voices that come to you at different times. The way I like to look at it is you have your gut feeling the, or the, uh, the, the heart that says something to you and then your brain that says another. And uh, the essence of trauma, as I'm sure you know, is a disconnection from your gut feelings. And um, what that means is that maybe those lessons that the universe is trying to teach you just don't scan in your head because you're too accustomed to just saying to yourself, I'm not good enough or you know, this is going to go wrong or having that essentially doomed mindset, which is particularly popular over here in the UK. Um, <laughs> I yeah, think it's pretty universal. Pretty universal. Yeah. I was going to say, wait a minute, what do you guys got going on over there? <laughs> I'd say we're, as an old old country we're pretty pretty good at being quite um mean to ourselves and taking what we we'll call the, you know the, the glass half empty angle and i guess my question in response to that is because what you say is really important about differentiating those voices what do you do with somebody and i'm sure you meet them all the time with somebody who's just who doesn't even hear those good voices only hears the egoic voices and only hears the voice that says that they're not good enough you know what is the thing that you would say to that person they got to listen and they got to try. You got to practice. This isn't something you just learned from this podcast and you're good at it or you're even halfway good. You have to sit down, ask yourself a question, sit down in a quiet spot, no dogs barking and your child's running back and forth trying to get food or whatever. Quiet place, nothing to do, no task. And you have to ask yourself a question and then listen to the answer. And that's just the first step. Once the answer comes, you have to dissect how it came at you. What was the wording? Why did it come at you that way? Ask yourself again and see if you get the same answer back again. There's, you, there's a lot that you have to do and you have to do it often, but it's all learning yourself. If you're going to go to the gym and lift weights for an hour, you owe at least an hour to your mind. At least because the gym time and the muscles and all that are working off your mentality anyway. So you should be spending more time on your mind than you should be in the gym. And once you do get that meditative or get quiet and start practicing listening, you'll see the voices. You'll differentiate. Ooh, I didn't like that one. That one wasn't me. And then, oh, I like that. And that's how you learn how to do it. But you can't twist someone's arm to do this. People either want to do it or they don't. And that's the sad part because with life coming at us a mile a minute, most people want to do it and they just, but they just don't have the time to, and they're too busy, but I fall, I put them in the category or they don't, you know, you either want to do it and you do it or you don't want it that bad. I don't care how much you want to do it. If you didn't do it all week, you didn't want it that bad. Cause if I was paying you to do it, you would have set alarms. And you would have made sure you got these tasks done. And that's how all my mental exercises are. I have, I have 43 different mental exercises. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about your mental exercises. These sound 
Brilliant. Hit us with a few good ones. Come on. 43. I, I will. Before I, before I hit you with that, uh, just let everybody know, I have a newsletter. Just go to neopositivity.com and sign up for the newsletter. Five days a week, you'll get a different mental exercise. There's 43 of them. So it'll be a while before you get back around the first, back around to the first one, but they're all absolutely amazing. Uh, a bunch of them I've made up for myself. A bunch of them I've taken from other people like Dolly Parton and LeBron James, um, and Floyd Mayweather and stuff like that. Um, all of them, Steve Jobs, Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates. I've pulled from all of them plus my own. And you know how like if you do one today, you'll do it a bunch of times, like five, six, seven times. And tomorrow you do it like two. And the next day you don't do it at all. Mm. It's just kind of as human stuff gets old, you know, that house you're in was the bomb when you first got it, you were excited. Now it's just a stepping stone to the next house. And so because of that, you know, you have to switch up your mental exercises. And also, you know, two years would go by before I'd remember, Oh, wow. I haven't done that. I forgot that exercise even existed. Oh my, it was so great. And so I wanted to make sure that never happened again. So that's why I did the newsletter. Um, I'll, gi- I'll give you a couple. Um, how would it feel to is amazing. Um, how would it feel to be retired? If you ask yourself that, it's because it's a question. Your ego that would normally, if you say I'm retired, I'm retired. I enjoy being tired, retired. Or I'm so happy and thankful that I'm retired. No matter what you say, you better say it fast because the ego's coming within the next three seconds <laughs> to kick you in your back and say, no, you're not. You know what it would take for you to retire? How many people have retired at your age? You know, whatever the situation is. So you have to be able to get in and get out without the, shut the ego up, basically. So when you ask, you know, how would it feel to be retired? The ego has to shut up and let your subconscious answer the question, which means it would feel great. It would feel amazing. And so that's a, that's a way to get it to shut up. And so you can vibrate at that frequency. And any two things that vibrate at the same frequency will naturally pull towards each other. But it's also so, it's connecting with the emotion. You're actually asking your mind to come up with this envisaging, you know, visual image or, or sensation. You're looking for actual emotion. And that's when you actually start, things start to move is when you connect with the emotion of that thing. So you're absolutely, that's a brilliant exercise. How would it feel too? That's really genius. I'm going to piggyback off of that. If you're not even having a bad day, let's just say you're having a neutral day and you want to do a couple affirmations. Sometimes it can feel fictitious or fake when you're trying to smile and get happy, you know, for these affirmations. You could be stuck in traffic and your back hurts, whatever the situation is. So you have to proactively make yourself feel happy in those moments. And sometimes it's harder. But when you ask yourself this question, your subconscious is doing it for you. How would it feel to be retired? It just comes out of you. You don't have to fake bring it up. So that's that's a huge part about that one I love. Um, another one is I deserve. Um, I forget what book I got this from, but it's saying I deserve, I deserve that lifestyle. I deserve that house. I deserve that job. I deserve that love life. I deserve those kind of relationships. If you truly believe that you deserve those things, once again, the ego has to sit back and let the subconscious feel yeah i do deserve it and when you say it enough it's just like if i was to say yes 10 times that's a great affirmation if i say yes 10 times by the third time i'm smiling by the sixth or seventh time my brain is throwing at me reasons to say yes 
And that's the same thing here. When you're using I deserve, your brain starts to throw at you scenarios. I deserve that house. I deserve that house. I deserve that house. The universe will start to th- throw, at, um, throw at you scenarios of you walking down the hallways, what it would be like to eat dinner there, to have that master bedroom, that driveway, that garage. And so you're invoking these things out of you. Um, what else? Uh, there's there's a something that I do. It's not a mental exercise that I would do 10 times in a row, but it's for when the ego does finally step in and say, you don't have that. You can't have that. You just say, well, what if I do? Or what if I did? Another question, well, what if I did? Ego has to shut up and let the subconscious answer. Mm-hmm. Well, it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and right there, you just get that feeling. And so it's basically semantics. It's a mind game. It's all wording to get the ego to shut up long enough so you can sit in this headspace, water that seed long enough to bring that thing into your life. I, I say water and seeds for everybody um, doesn't know what I'm talking about. I try to think of every thought like a drop of water going into different flower pots, you know, things I like about my spouse, things I don't like about my spouse, you know, like about my job, house, kids, you know, that last Facebook post and, you know, majority wins the flower pots that get the most water, the most nourish nourishment. Those are the ones that'll grow. And I love using a flower pot analogy because there's nothing there when you first start. Then all of a sudden there's something sitting in front of you, a big old flower or cactus, you know, whatever you're manifesting, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, I love that analogy. So when you see, when you hear me say um, water and seed, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, that really is a, a beautiful image. It's really clear. And I'd not ever thought about thoughts and in that way, but you're absolutely spot on. Yeah, I love that. Nourishment, nourishment right there. That yeah. when you first, I think it's that, that 17 seconds you were talking about, when you first have that thought, you got to water that seed. You know, how do you expect the flower to bloom with no nourishment? And it goes the same thing with nature, with kids, you know, you all of a sudden, your son is in your belly, you're nourishing him. And now he's in front of you. So everything in nature kind of follows that uh, that same formula. It's all beautiful. But unless you study it and know it and make it a part of intricate part of your everyday life, it, this can't be secondary. Yeah. Being positive can't be a second thought. Oh, man, I forgot to be positive today. This has to be your life. If you really want it to work. Yeah. So there's no fakeness. There's no fake smiles. When you smile, it's real. And that's tough to do for some people, unfortunately. But people like us are working on that. Yeah, trying to. <laughs> Doing our best. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yes. I'm curious. Yeah. So this is, you know, when it comes to manifestation uh, and, and bringing things into, into existence, I, what I've taken from this conversation so far is that. So as, as the Will Smith quote goes, thoughts are actual physical things in a weird way. And I think people generally don't look at them in that sense. They look at them as thoughts of things that just happen to people. But mm-hmm. it seems like what you're all about is you actually have a very active role over the thoughts. That'd be a sort of quite succinct way of putting it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, for me, every single thought I have, 60 to 70,000 a day, on average per person, every single thought I have is either putting food on a dinner table or money or it's not, mm-hmm. you know? So when people say, you know, do mental check-ins throughout the day and ask yourself, are my thoughts serving me? That's basically what I do. Every chance I possibly 
can remember to wake up from tasks and chores and my son and all this other stuff. Every chance I get, I'm on top of it because I know every single thought is contributing to, to, to either good part or a bad part. And so, you know, doing things I upset, like I've got 54, I think it was probably going down a couple, but different uh, reminders on my phone. It'll just, it's no, it's not like overzealous or anything. It's just one vibrate on my phone and it vibrates on my watch too. And that's how I know that it's my um, reminder app. Now at that point, I can either look at it and it's going to have an affirmation, something I'm working on, something I'm doing, some kind of task. I sold out the arena for July 9th. I'm so happy and thankful that it's sold out for July 9th. It'll be something like that or something else, but I don't always have to look at my watch. I could be driving. I could be in a meeting. When I feel it one time, I could do my affirmation right there. No one even knows I'm doing it. Yeah. And so, and I have stuff, bank statements and stuff hanging up all over my house, everywhere, million dollar bills. I got a bunch of them uh, glue tacked and taped up in certain places, you know, so if I'm brushing my teeth or whatever, and I look up, it's right there and it's a reminder. So for me, it's a constant, constant thing. I know I got 60,000 thoughts. That's a lot. That's too many to try to wake up 30,000 in one times to stay 51% positive. You know, if I have 60,000 thoughts today, mm. I know that's too much. Um, so I do what I can with these little things. And I have this tattoos just for that and little things that I hang up, but that's nothing. Those are proactive thoughts. Out of 60,000 thoughts, I'll probably have 70 of those today. I need to work on the others. And that's the tricky part, the in-between thoughts. When you're bored, when you're sitting on a toilet, when you're driving in traffic and your brain is just going wherever it goes, those are the ones you need to get under wraps. If you get them to do what you want them to do, that's when their numbers raise. And you don't have to be proactively doing stuff all the time. So that that's a huge area of focus for me. For all these years, that's been one of the biggest things I've worked on was shifting, working this muscle. The brain is a muscle, has muscle memory, changing it. The brain will throw at you what it's used to throwing at you. So change what it's used to throwing at you. The only way to do that is through repetition, affirmations. Yes, yes, yes. I love life. I'm so happy and thankful that... And so you're doing all these things for one to trick the ego, but that's in that moment. You're doing them more often than not and working out and like gym time with them to change your average thoughts because that's where you're going to win at. That's where you're going to win at right there because that's a majority of your day. It's a majority of your thoughts and you'd be a happier person once you change them. People see you being happy. They want to be happy. It trickles out, it filters out like Roseanne could be walking down the hallway and just be in a very good mood. And then Leo sees that and he's like, yeah, I want to be like that. And then he goes and posts something really positive on Facebook and all his friends are like, man, Leo's having a great day today. I want to have a great day too. And then they're really nice to their families. Then it's echoing out and you don't even know it, mm. but you, that's, that's the whole thing. You got to do it anyway. You know, you got to do it. It's, I'm telling you it's happening. It's echoing. I've seen it firsthand. I didn't, it's crazy because we do what we do, like doing podcasts and spreading the word and everything like that. But we don't know who's listening. We don't know who's watching and stuff like that. But no, when it comes to the law of attraction, it's spreading. It's these conversations are being had. People who would, who would consider it hippie talk and mumbo jumbo are starting to believe in it. Absolutely. And we're turning heads. 
we're yeah. making way in the world. So thank you guys for, you know, what you guys contribute to that. And Leo, you're, you're probably most important of us all because your age, you know, you have the ears of the people your age, you know, so use that, use that platform to bring them in. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people my age, uh, I guess the world would be confused and uh, fearful. And there's a fine line between you can harness an enormous amount of love, an enormous amount of positivity, and the things that are possible there are incredible. But uh, sadly, there's the other side too. And you know, depending... That's, that's why you got you to gotta razzle-dazzle. Mm. That's why... Mm. That, uh, I, I like razzle-dazzle. Right. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I mean, like... I think that the reason why I've progressed the way I have is because I have a unique ability to put things together in a way that's really going to stump you. It's really going to make you think. And like the watering seeds, most people I talk to will never forget that analogy. They'll always think of that. And when they catch them seeing themselves being negative, they might picture a flower pot with a cactus, an ugly cactus growing out of it. And it's being able to hit people with stuff like that and make them realize where I'll tell you the quick story about how that came about. I have a cousin who went to jail and at every family barbecue, he talks about his time in jail and he was in jail for 30 days. Okay. It wasn't like he was there for a year. It was 30. It was. And the only reason his parents didn't bail him out because he needed to learn a lesson. They left him in there. Go ahead. Do your little 30 days, go to court. Uh, Rightfully so. So anyway, at every family barbecue, he's talking about it. And and at every family barbecue, I stop him. I'm like, dude, you got to stop doing that. Thoughts become things. Do you want to go back? And he still talks about it. And so one day I'm eating my plate of food in my little circle of people, you know, that group of cousins that I was talking to at that moment. And I hear him again talking about going to jail. And I walked over and I don't know where it came from. It just came out of nowhere. Intuition, uh, universe, whatever. I just walked up to him. and I said, damn, man, that's the seed you're going to water right now. And I saw him put it together. Seed, water, grow in my face. Now it's here. It's part of my life. And I never heard him bring that story up again, ever. And for years, I've been trying to get him to stop two, three, four barbecues a year He's never, I've never heard him tell that story again. I talked to my cousin because my cousins know, obviously I'm the law of attraction guy. So they don't want to hear the story either. And so when we talk about it now, everybody's like, man, I haven't heard him talk about that again. And I'm like, that's it. So ever since then, I've stuck with the whole water and seeds things. Because I want to say things that get through to everybody, no matter what your situation is. I want to use metaphors and tell stories and paint pictures that will last with you forever. So when I say zing them, that's what I mean. When you, if you're going to talk to the law of attraction, if you're going to talk about the law of attraction, which is probably one of the most hippie, wishy-washy subjects you could talk about, you got to come correct. You got to hit them hard. You got to hit them with something that will make the most skeptical person at least just be quiet because they don't know what to say back because they're still processing what you said. Yeah. Which is kind of how I felt when I saw the secret. Yeah. So what I love about your approach, you know, because quite a lot of people I talk to are, are very spiritual and it's, you know, I mean, me, I study and teach the chakras and it's all very kind of, you know, and people very easily sort of just bat it away and just go, oh, just sort of silly woo-woo kind of um, 
stuff that isn't real but what you're doing is you're making it really practical and really relevant to everybody and anybody if you know you've never stepped on a yoga mat or you've never meditated or you've never done even looked at spirituality as a as a thing other than sort of some religious thing that you were forced to do as a child or whatever um but I love the fact that you're making it really straightforward and irrefutable because this is what it needs to be the work this positivity work this law of attraction work it needs to be like you're right when Leah's talking to his friends he needs to say x y and z and for them not to be able to come back and go oh Leah you're talking a lot of nonsense it needs to be irrefutable so yeah Leo have you ever been in an argument with somebody and they said something you were just stuck you didn't know what to say back probably a female (laughs) probably your mom (laughs) I'm lucky. I've got a good mum, but plenty of people, male, female, and everything in between. For sure, you, I get left stumped by some people. It's like you don't know where to go, you know. Uh, yeah, and that's how you—that's you, the only way to get people. You got—you got to shut them up. They have to just because once they shut up, they'll think about it for a second because they're—they're they're rejecting it at first. It's this woo-woo. I don't know. It's talking about positivity. I—I've I, been positive before, and you know, bad stuff still happen. To them, it's super woo-woo. And so you got to be able to make them sit down and shut up for a second mentally. I, well, I'm from the hood, point blank, poor, poverty, fighting, crime, shootings, all that other stuff. So those would probably be the most difficult people to get this to. Because in essence, you're telling somebody the reason you're going through this is because of you. It's your fault. You manifested this. And nobody, so a person who's, you know, whose dad's and dad got killed and mom is a crackhead and they got baby mom, person who's living straight drama in every area of their life. Job sucks, money sucks, car sucks. They don't want to hear it's their fault. They'll refuse that. They'll fight it tooth and nail. And so that's my thing. If I can get to someone from the hood, then I can get to anybody. And so that's why I got, that's why I work so hard to try to make it so that it's universal like your mom said, irrefutable. I love that. I've never used that word, but I'm like for this, but I'm using it for for this. And um, I think, I think mainstream might be the terminology you were looking for, for how I put it out there. And I never even tried to put a word on it before. But when you said that, I was like, maybe it's mainstream. Yeah. That's basically. the whole reason why we do these conversations is why we're trying to put it out there so that this work, this, um, positivity this energy this mindset this you know these mental exercises becomes mainstream it doesn't become alternative in inverted commas you know that's why we do this because we want to reach as many people we want it to be just part of the common vernacular just a normal normal conversation to be had but you know your thought processes and so on and it's that's it's particularly important when you're speaking to those who maybe are not not open to this kind of positivity chat if you start talking about as my mum does the chakras and the great absorption of one's essence into the infinite and all these lofty phrases that their eyes will just glaze over they won't yeah. miss it they have, there has awesome. to be there has yeah and I think what, what 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 you what you clearly do and what I try and do as well in my own weird way is say it in a way that it speaks to them you know everyone's different and there's a way of getting through to each individual and I think there's a great deal of empathy required there to know how to get through to them and I think obviously I imagine that's been a thing that you really you care about obviously you're a dad you're 
you, you used to be a police officer. You've got to know how to communicate people, right? How, how do you go about doing that? I, I think I was just, I was natural at it. Cause I honestly, I, I didn't work at it. By the time I learned the law of attraction, I was already real, real good at it. You know, when I'm in the police department, you know, working, you know, profiling and getting into people's heads and stuff like that and being able to communicate and pull information out of somebody or being able to just diagnose whether they're lying or not, looking at their face, their eyes, their facial expressions. It all just came naturally to me. And I love that area of study, which made me want to study it more. So I did took a lot of classes and stuff like that. Um, so by the time I learned the law of attraction, it was just like, okay, input the information into the formula that I already know. And, and that's how you get them. You know, I've never, never lost in court. Never knock on wood, <laughs> never law. I don't, I don't believe in knocking on wood, but I still knock on it anyway, just in case. Um, I, but yeah, I've never lost in court. It was, it was just cake. If you know how to make them, if you know how to write a report, it can't be denied. It can't be denied. I didn't even go, I didn't, I didn't go to court a lot because I knew how to write a great report. Yeah. And I didn't grow up that way at all. I did not so good in school, but took a bunch of report writing classes in the police department. Um, they would send us off to different universities to uh, take classes if we wanted to. And in those report writing classes, is, that's where I learned a lot about how to get into someone's head. And that was kind of like the start of my journey. Like, ooh, I like this. And then I just started studying and they put me to work with certain uh, divisions and stuff like that. And yeah, so... For me, it was that I can't I, I'd hate to sit up here and, and, and you know, so if someone basically if someone doesn't have it already in them, I couldn't give you the, the know how on how to obtain mm-hmm. that, you know, other than practice and study and be be passionate about how other people are feeling. Because if you're passionate about how they're feeling, you'll learn more about why they feel that way. And it won't be like a study. Like, you know, you mow the lawn. It's like, oh, I don't want to mow the lawn, but I'll do it. It won't be like that. It'll be like me learning more about the brain. I want to do it. I want to know what's going on in your life. I want to know what's going on in your head. You know, then that person reciprocates it and and you feel great and more good vibes and more thoughts become things. It's all, it's all love. (laughs) It's wonderful. So tell me, you've got, you obviously do um, conferences and talks and so on. What is your, um, you know, obviously from the website, people can, can get your information, but is the, do you do online courses or like, what else, what else, how else do people find you? And uh, neopositivity.com is the one-stop shop for everything. If you want to get a, a t-shirt that says thoughts become things or like a wristband or whatever, if you want the summit, uh, it's, it's, there's a button obviously on the homepage, but it takes you to neozloasummit.com. That's the landing page for the summit, which is dope. Basically, um, like over the past 14 years, I interviewed one person at a time, you know, well, minus the last two. I would interview one person at a time getting law of attraction information from them because I wanted to know for myself, but you know, I would also live stream it or whatever. And so out of two people having a great conversation, exchanging great ideas, we'd always birth a third idea. That was like a collaboration. Something I never thought of. They never thought of. I couldn't wait to use it. And I used it and it got me something, a car, a house, whatever the situation. And uh, so, yeah, I was just thinking to myself, if that's happening with two people, what would it be like if I brought eight people and had us all exchanging ideas? And that's where the summit was born. So on uh, August 20th will be the next one. I was doing them every month, 
Like, I just wanted to have as many people as I could. And these are notes from the last summit and we would just go over stuff. And so, yeah, August 20th uh, from noon to 4 p.m. Eastern time is Neopositivity Starts Become Things Summit. There's going to be, I think, seven total speakers. It's four hours. And the cool part about it is I've spoken at many summits. I've done so many things. And, you know, people do pre-recorded videos to where, you know, with a summit, they'll just play video and then talk and then play another video and talk. I like mine to be more personal. Like each speaker gets 30 minutes. And for the first five minutes, they answer two questions. How to use the law of attraction in your day to day, you know, like affirmations or morning rituals or whatever. And what has it done for you? That's the first five minutes. And for the next 25 minutes, you're taking questions from the audience. Mm. And I love that because when you do, when you test, why I was so happy, you like your son's coming. I'm like, yeah, fresh questions on the fly type stuff. Like, I don't, I don't like the whole scripted. I don't want you to come in my summit and read something you've read 15 times at different seminars. I want you to get in there and be freestyling off the head, off emotion, off the cuff, off intuition. And so, yeah, the next 25 minutes is just taking questions from the audience. Then we have lightning rounds where we'll pull like five questions in and we'll create a panel in like 60 seconds. Go. And then I'll ask you a question. I'll ask you a question. And we have prizes Everyone's always giving away autographed books and, and I'm always giving away T-shirts and wristbands and uh, the poker chip that you see right there. Oh, yeah. It says thoughts. It says um, for those who, who could see or whatever, it says, uh, remember, thoughts become things. Stay focused. That's exactly what it says on my wristband. And on the other side, it just says the website has my picture and it says thank you. Um, but that thank you isn't a thank you from me to you for purchasing the poker chip. That thank you is your affirmation. So when you do feel the chip in your pocket and you're like, what is that? Oh yeah, it's the poker chip. That's my reminder to do my affirmation. And you're like, okay, what do I want to manifest? Well, going for the job, but that's not going to be for another two months. And but I do need some more money, but my back's been hurting lately. And then you, sometimes you just don't get to do it, you mm-hmm. know, cause you're just so busy thinking about what you're going to do an affirmation on. And next thing you know, oh, I got to pick up eggs on my way home and you're gone. At the very least, just say thank you 10 times. That's why I have that on here or yes, just 10 times and see what it does to you. So all those types of things are very critical in being successful in this game. And we give all kinds of things like that away at the summit. And it's all, it's just a great time. It's just a great time. So any social media, it's all there, neopositivity.com. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, listen, I mean, I hope that lots of people are drawn to you because you've got such a brilliant energy in there and it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Lee, have you got any last questions? No, I've just been th- thoroughly enjoyed your vibes in there. It's been, uh, it's been refreshing. It's like, uh, yeah, stepping into a bath of positivity, which is nice and uh, we should all do it more often wherever we can. Yeah. Um, so that's, no, yes, that, that's how we are at the summit. When you leave the summit, it's just four hours of, oh my gosh, I've got all these notes, all this stuff to try. And so that's like, a, it's a great way to spend a Saturday afternoon. It's, yeah. I just, I love it so much. Um, but yeah, like I, I said before, thank you guys, you know, for doing what you do and, and studying. Wow. Um, I just, I, I call them. I, I, I'm, you're in it. She's been teaching you things and you see things on the street and you process them a certain way, as opposed to had she not been instilling these things in you. 
mm-hmm. you know, and you asking these questions, you're going to take these answers to your peers and you're going to use them on your children one day. So you're spreading it proactively. And anyone who takes time out of their day to spend time on this, as opposed to just looking through Facebook or just turning on the TV, which is easy, you know, I can appreciate that. You know, I call us all soldiers in the world negativity. And uh, you guys are definitely two soldiers. We everyone, we appreciate what you guys do. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank, thank you, you Neil. Yeah, we really appreciate you and I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. So once again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Please go and have a look in the show notes because there you will find all the contact details for Neo um, and his website, neopositivity.com. And do go and have a look at his site. Go and have a look at him. He's just got the most beautiful energy, so much integrity and honest sort of urge and need to want to share this beautiful work that he does. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. I really do. I know that Leo enjoyed it. I only figured after that it was the Leo and Neo show. Um, Missed a trick there, didn't I? Anyway, there we go. Listen, please go and check out Neo. Join him on Facebook. Um, Join his little um, subscription so you get a little chunk of positivity into your inbox every day. And I will see you again for another great conversation in a few weeks' time. Until then, take care. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.